Welcome to Data Savvy Educational Leadership, the show where we talk about all things data-related to help you become a more data-driven leader for your school. I'm Heather Peltier with Education Foundations, and today we're going to be talking about some considerations for creating a policy related to generative AI use for your school or district. You may first of all be wondering why this is necessary, and it's necessary because this technology is not something that can be ignored by educational leaders. It's becoming increasingly pervasive. Student usage estimates range from 43 all the way up to 89% for college students. Nearly half of students aged 12 to 18 say they've used ChatGPT for school assignments. And teachers are also using generative AI technologies. The latest surveys show 63% of teachers are using ChatGPT on the job. And there were so many well-publicized negatives of student use, things like using ChatGPT or other generative AI technologies to cheat on essays, to cheat on homework. Some of the less well-publicized negatives were related to teacher use, things like student data privacy violations. There were so many reports of teachers. All you have to do is go into social media and join any one of the teacher user groups and you'll see teachers that are using generative AI for grading. Some of them will freely say they're entering in student names and ID numbers and birthdays and all kinds of other personal information in addition to their responses on assignments. So there's a clear challenge here in terms of not only how do schools and districts address some of the negatives of this use, but really how do they fully understand what's going on? How are these technologies being used? You can't just focus on the media coverage because the media coverage of the negatives and what you hear teachers talking about, their negatives, really tend to focus almost exclusively on student use for cheating. And that is not necessarily the biggest concern out there. It's certainly one concern. But student data privacy from an educational leadership standpoint is another major, major challenge and is one that is not well understood. And it's not well understood because when you look at surveys of educational leaders, when you look at surveys of teachers, most of them have not received training or adequate training on what student data privacy is, what data confidentiality is, and how to avoid violating these and in particular how to avoid violating them now that all of these technologies are available that are really seductive, right? You can input your students' responses to an assignment and ChatGPT can output a pretty reasonable grade for you um, in many cases. There's Code Interpreter now where you can input spreadsheets with student data and it will create bar graphs or other data visualizations for you. And it can be really tempting if you're an educator who has not received training and you don't necessarily have a great understanding of student data privacy. It can be tempting to just go ahead and use some of these resources in a way that really is not necessarily appropriate. Another one of the big challenges out there is there's a great misunderstanding about technology in terms of its abilities to detect AI usage for writing assignments. Right now, there is no technology that can, with sufficient accuracy, if given a student essay, identify whether that essay was created by a student or by a generative AI tool. 
I think many educators lack that knowledge. They don't understand that, and therefore they may be using some of these tools that purport to be able to do that. However, none of them actually can. If fed an essay, they are not able to identify that essay with sufficient accuracy. It is nothing that you would want to stake your students' grades on. And that's because these tend to disadvantage or misidentify non-native English speakers writing as being AI generated. They have a much higher rate of false positives if the writing assignment was done by a non-native English speaker. Now there are technologies that can actually do a reasonable job of identifying it, but they're much more based on the process. So in terms of timing, and they can show you whether a student copied and pasted text into their essay creator. So, so education is really a big part of this because you don't want your team to lack an understanding of what the technologies actually are capable of and therefore end up doing something that penalizes students unfairly. One of the things also to think about when we think about generative AI is that there are less well-publicized benefits of teacher and student use. So there are many, many, many ways that generative AI technologies actually can be used to benefit teachers to save them so much time on activities like lesson planning, on assessment development, on parent communications like class newsletters. They can also really benefit the students in a couple different ways. So one is, as teachers are using these resources for their lesson planning, for their assessment development, they are able to incorporate so much differentiation in there and so many supports for diverse learners. So things like English language acquisition strategies, ChatGPT can help a teacher roll those right into their lesson plans. They can um, differentiate by cognitive challenge level. They can add in activities for reinforcement for struggling learners and for enrichment for those learners that really have mastered already and need to go ahead. So there are many, many benefits that are less well publicized for teacher and student usage of generative AI technologies. The other thing to really think about as we're considering these policies is just how pervasive these are. Microsoft Office, for example, is rolling in the Copilot which is using some generative AI technologies to assist in applications like Microsoft Word and PowerPoint. And so you may have teachers and students that are using these technologies that aren't even necessarily aware of it. They might not be using ChatGPT, they might be using something else that they don't even fully understand is actually a generative AI technology. As an administrator, you may not understand that because this is a really new field and there hasn't been sufficient training and professional development on this. The PD field has really not caught up yet to where the AI technology is, and it may not catch up for a while because this technology is changing so rapidly. There have been so many advancements even in the past year. It's really incredible. So as we think about then how to create an informed policy for your school or for your district regarding AI usage, there are a few keys here. And the first is become informed. So AI is not just chat GPT. You need to understand exactly what generative AI is and where it is rolled into maybe existing technologies and where it is rolled into existing applications that your school or district may already be using. You need to also become informed about the positives and the negatives for use. As you develop your policy and think about those considerations, it's important to make sure it's comprehensive 
and it deals with use cases by all stakeholders, not just students. One of the really limited types of policies that I've seen recently are by schools or districts who are developing and rolling out policies and they're dealing almost exclusively with the use, with student use of tools like ChatGPT in terms of the academic honesty policy. And that is only one small aspect. As you're developing these policies, it's important to make sure that you are understanding how these resources could be used or misused by all stakeholders, not just students. It's also important to make sure your policy is clear and well understood, and therefore it needs to be accompanied by a really comprehensive training plan. So how are you going to train administrators, teachers, students, even parents on this new policy. What you want to make sure doesn't happen is that the policy becomes a gotcha, something that people may not understand fully and therefore may not really understand how to adhere to. And it's also important as you're developing this to look at your existing school policies and your philosophies and make sure your AI policy is really in alignment with these. Some guiding questions that you can think about as you are working on policy development are things like, what are your concerns about student use of Gen AI? And just list all of these out because you want to make sure that your policy accounts for these, potentially in identifying them explicitly and possibly assigning penalties, and also in incorporating training on how to avoid this. Again, because these are so pervasive and these resources are going to become increasingly embedded in tools and applications that students are already using that they may not even realize that that's necessarily what they're doing. List out all of those concerns about student use of Gen AI. And then what about teacher use? Things like those data privacy, confidentiality. In what cases would you not be okay with a teacher using these resources? And then how can policy and education for all stakeholders really help address these concerns? The other side of this is to think about under what circumstances is AI use appropriate by each set of stakeholders. So rather than say, we don't want to have students use this at all, or we don't want to have teachers use this at all, understanding this is something, even if your school blocks from your server so that they're not able to access it on school property, there are obviously plenty of ways that they are still going to be able to access these resources. So think about under what circumstances is that AI use appropriate? And how do you envision it being used, for example, by students in the classroom? How do you envision them using it at home? What about for teachers? Are you okay with them using this for lesson planning, incorporating some of those resources like differentiation or um, some of those English language acquisition strategies, and those English language learning standards? What about accommodations for your students with special needs? What about for grading? Are there ways in which you're okay with teachers using this for grading? Or is this something that you want to make sure you're addressing clearly in the policy? If you're not okay with that, then the policy needs to be clear that that is not a way that teachers can use this resource. And it also needs to be accompanied by a training so that teachers understand that's not a way they should be using it. What about things like parent communication? Are you okay with teachers using this resource to develop communications for parents, emails, class newsletters. When you're developing these policies, one of the things to really think about is those limitations of enforcement. So understand, as I said, you may be able to block this from access at your particular school site or your district sites, but you will definitely not be able to keep students away from this. And 
more than likely are going to at least have some AI resources, even if you're blocking things like ChatGPT, there are going to be applications that you want your students to use that do incorporate some of these Gen AI tools. So make sure that you're understanding those limitations of enforcement and that you're reasonable. There's no use creating a draconian policy that can't be enforced and that may not even make sense. So for example, if you say, we have an outright ban and teachers may not use Gen AI for any circumstances. Now, one way that they could use it is to enter in the standards they're covering that week and ask ChatGPT for strategies that parents can use at home to support that learning and then roll that into the class newsletter. Is that really something that you want to forbid completely? Are you really not okay with parents being able to see some additional strategies that they could use to support their student learning? So it's important to make sure that you're not just having an outright ban or if you're banning in certain areas that you're understanding why you're doing that. So what is the real purpose for that? If you're not okay with it being used in that way, it needs to be because it relates directly to a concern that you have and that you're not inadvertently shutting down some of these really beneficial uses. You need to think about how does your policy incorporate use of AI tools for instruction, for instructional planning, are there ways that you are okay with teachers using this in the classroom? Could they use AI-generated PowerPoints for instruction? Could they have their students enter in their response to a math problem and ask the resource where they went wrong? Could they use some of these tools to create level texts, for example, for students who may not be able to access grade-level texts? So you need to think about ways that your policy allows for or forbids some of those AI tools for instruction and for instructional planning. You also need to think about what school adopted resources are making use of AI tools or may be making use of them in the future. So for example, there are some instructional resources like Conmigo that are in the beta stage as of right now that are going to be rolled out shortly. Those do leverage large language models. There are educational data analytic resources like Dewey. They make use of large language models. So you have to make sure that the policy that you're adopting is flexible to allow for the use of these resources that are going to benefit your students. Resources that you either are currently using or may be adopting in the future. And really focus the policy around what are the outcomes, positive outcomes, negative outcomes, and make sure it's driven by those positive and negative outcomes rather than just being driven by um, an arbitrary ban on the technology itself. Your policy should include things like how will your school help students understand generative AI? Even if your policy says they should not use these technologies for their assignments, you need to help them understand what Gen AI is. Otherwise, as it becomes increasingly pervasive, they may not be able to identify even when they are using those tools, they may end up inadvertently violating a policy. And this is why a policy that is flexible, that is reasonable, and that is focused more on outcomes rather than the current state of technology or specific products is going to be really important. Because again, these are evolving and adapting so quickly. Your policy needs to be flexible to accommodate that. In developing your policy, you should also consider how will your school help teachers understand Gen AI, its uses, its benefits, and then any specific concerns related to data privacy, which is a really big one for teacher usage of Gen AI. And then finally, how are you going to help parents understand the policy around Gen AI so that they can support it with student usage at home? Parents may be less well-informed about some of these aspects of the tools 
They may be getting their information from the media, which of course tends to highlight a lot of the negatives. They may be focusing on specific products like ChatGPT rather than thinking about Gen AI or large language models as a more comprehensive aspect of technology. And so that parent education is going to be a critical component of this in order to get parents on board and supporting your policy. So these are just some things to think about as you are drafting that Gen AI policy. And if this is something that would be helpful for you to have support in, if you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed by this, if you're not as up to date on generative AI technologies and all of their applications and usage and some of those risks and those risk mitigation strategies, and you would like some support, then please reach out to us. There's a link below the podcast to our website, and on there you can schedule a completely complimentary consultation, and we will just talk through together about what your struggles are, what your challenges are, and come up with a plan that makes sense for you and for your school. We're a really small organization, and what's really nice about that is that everything that we do is really customized for our customers. So we'd be excited to talk to you if that's something that you are needing help and support in. Thanks so much for listening today. 